So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name's Ben Hartley, hanging out with you today on the sound waves. Uh, <laughs> I, that sounded way cooler than I think it actually is. The reality is you're probably like walking the dog and you're listening to me uh, in some headphones. <laughs> you guys, the purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. That's it. That's what I'm up to. Uh, sometimes I bring on other industry experts, creative entrepreneurs, photographers, people who have gone before us and done the work, and now they're helping, uh, they're helping us. Uh, now, other times... I go on little rants, and we're in the middle of a seven-week rant series, if you will. I've got a seven-week crash course, and this is, oh, mercy, week, are we on five, six? Week six, gee whiz. Okay, we are on week six of the seven-week crash course. Um, each week, I'm taking a different component of your business, turning it over, unpacking it, doing a deep dive into it, and just kind of sharing some thoughts, some high-level ideas of things for you to consider. It's been a really fun ride, you guys. If you've been enjoying this seven-week crash course, can you do me a favor? Can you let me know? Uh, can you send me a DM on Instagram? So at J Ben Hartley, the letter J at J Ben Hartley is my Instagram handle. Shoot me a DM and let me know what you've been thinking about the crash course. And, um, and I'd love to just, uh, reply to you, hear your thoughts and, um, and say, hi, uh, express gratitude even just for listening. Um, but I, I'd love to, to know. So this week's episode we're actually, you know, we've been pretty in the clouds, I would say, the last few of just kind of talking about some high-level ideas, uh, some practical things, uh, and, and but today's is really, really practical. Today, we're going to be talking about the thing that so many of you, uh, it's at the forefront of your mind, right? It, it's like the meat and potatoes of your business. It's no wonder why the biggest question on creative entrepreneurs' minds and photographers' minds is pricing and packaging, Right, and this is where wedding companies thrive or they perish. And so, before we even get to the numbers, we need—I I need you to understand uh, one thing when establishing pricing. It's a thing that I mentioned in week four. It's that you must value yourself and believe that you are worth the number that you're charging before anyone else ever will. 
before anyone else will ever pay you a dime, you've got to charge it. You've got to be worth it. You've got to make the decision uh, to move your pricing to that point. And I talked about this in week four. Um, and so I want to encourage you guys to go back to week four if you need a little reminder. Um, as well, um, in a lot more depth, I, I put together a video. Um, it's like a, a training video, how to book your first $7,000 wedding. Okay, I put together this training. Um, I'll link out to it in the show notes, how to book your first $7,000 wedding. And I talk about it in more depth there. But this is an absolute critical component of landing high-budget clients. Okay? Now, there are a slew of other ideas and techniques uh, on, on pricing. Uh, below this, so here's, here's, here's a few of them. Here are a few of the popular uh, kind of mentalities when it comes to pricing your work, packaging your work. Uh, there's one size fits all, right? So this is, uh, this is the, the kind of direction where you've got one package that serves everyone. It's, it's often unlimited hour, unlimited hours of, of coverage on the day. You get all the digital files. It's one done shoot and burn one size fits all. The, the next option that you could do is I see a lot of people that, that do like a full custom a la carte menu option, right? This is where uh, the client is often paying for time and talent alone. There's maybe like an initial like time and talent fee and then adds on individual options to customize the collection that they're pulling from an a la carte menu. Well, I'd like to add on an engagement session. I'd like to add on a couple more hours of time uh, on the wedding day. I'd like to add on uh, a wedding album. I'd like to add on a second shooter, things like that. Now, you then there's packages, right? So packages is where you offer a number of package options that are usually pretty self-contained. And this would be maybe you've got three package options, package, you know, one, two, three, and they all are, are you know, pretty decent options, not much customization. It, it directs people right to where they need to be. Uh, again, very self-contained, right? Uh, and then the last option, the last kind of approach that I see for, for pricing and packaging within the wedding photography space is this kind of combinations where you've got collections and an a la carte menu. Right, so so you offer a number of collection options um, that are all built and based off of an a la carte menu, which means that they can they can choose to add on things to those collections, right? So where a package typically is going to be very self-contained, the package is complete. There's not much more to be adjusted to it. The collections and a la carte is again you've got a you've got these pre-grouped. Uh, a la carte items into these collections, but then the client can go back in and also make some adjustments, add some things on. Okay. Now, um, when I started, uh, I had a fifth option that I, that I did, right? It wasn't the one size fits all. It wasn't a la carte. It wasn't packages or collections. It was just, I just made shit up. Like I just winged it. Like I offered three different packages. And the really ridiculous part was that I would make the same amount of money on each package as it moved up. This is a common mistake I see photographers make uh, when, when I do mentorship. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with photographers a lot. DM me if you want to know more about that. But I do these one-on-one -on -one mentorings and, and it's, it's, I see this all the time. It's killing profits where like as, as you're moving up in a package, although the price is going up, so is the cost to supply that package. And like think about it for a minute. Like I, I would include so much more with each upgraded package option, and then I wouldn't charge enough 
to make up for it. So I, I was just as well off if they bought my lowest package as if they were to buy my top one. Like this was pure genius, I tell you guys. Like so, so okay. So now, uh, you know, I've learned a bit since then. Which option did I move towards? Which option do I recommend that you choose? I want you guys to understand something. There are ways to make all of these win, right? There are ways that that you and the way that you do things, you can make these win. And yet, there are still. You know, I, I see one of them hedging the other. I see the uh, one of them being a little bit better of an option, generally speaking, um, as as the direction to move towards. And, and there's some pretty clear reasons why. <clears throat> so the best way to price your wedding photography is the collections option plus an a la carte method. So it, let's start from the ground up here. So for right now, let's not even think about the collections that you're going to put together. When I say the word collections, think kind of packages, right? So like uh, we're going to get into that in full detail later. But the first thing that you need to do is to define what the collections are made up of. Here's what I mean. Brainstorm everything that you offer, every single thing that you offer, and put a price on it. Your all-the-cart menu should be priced a little higher to dissuade people from um, from going in to make like a fully customized collection, okay? And so it's easy to only um, like place a price on the, the tangible goods that you're offering, but remember your time has value, right? So don't just put a price on your eight by tens. Like how much time does it take to edit a wedding? What is that time worth? What is your time worth? What about creating your client's websites? What is that time worth? I get that you get to upload a website, you know, on 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 Pixie Set, and they only cost you or, or pass or shoot proof. You know, we, we're a big fan of shoot proof around here. I get that you could upload to shoot proof, and maybe it costs you ten bucks or so to have one of these sites. Um, but like, what's the time worth to 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 manage that and to upload things and and to to organize it all? So this brings me to my first point that some of you may struggle with is that you have to put a value on your time on the wedding day, which means having an hours based system. Here's why: if you do not value your time, your clients will not value your time either. Okay, I constantly had brides asking me to show up at seven or eight in the morning and nothing would be going on for at least one to two hours or the reception would be at that point where there's, you know, there's only the the same six drunk people on the dance floor that they've been there all night. I've captured ludicrous amounts of images of them. And yet, you know, the couple is asking me to stay an extra hour just in case it's like just in case something happens. You guys. Your gifts will be cherished and valued. When you put a dollar amount on your time, it doesn't mean that you have to be stingy with it. There, there are plenty of times that for my own sake, I want to stay an extra hour on a wedding day or I want to arrive an extra hour uh, to capture something. And when you give that gift uh, of an extra hour, it will actually be valued. Like, does that make sense? Your gifts Will, will be valued. Your gifts will be far more appreciated when you go to do that. It's not like, oh, cool. Thanks for showing up. I appreciate it, dude. Like that, that couple just received like a $500 value from me. Okay. The third one is, um, time is going to help to direct your couples to your ideal collections. And it's going to help to create margin in your collection tiers. If all your collections offer the same time, it's really difficult to have a couple see the value of upgrading to the next collection. 
right? It's also very difficult to create a pricing tier that goes up in price each level without loading it with higher collect, like without loading each higher collection with more and more stuff, more and more products. Okay. So once you, once you break out all of these items, all these a la carte items, you're and you start to put some pricing on it. Again, art and a science with pricing for, for a now just start with the art of it, right? Just like, eh, that seems like it should be about, let's go with about $500 an hour for shooting. Just start with that. And eventually you're going to get into the science and the science portion is what, like, what do you, knowing your numbers, what do you need to make? What are your, what, like, what's your cost of living? Uh, you know, what's your, your, your cost of running your business, your business expenses, your personal expenses? What do you actually want to make on top of that? I'm getting ahead of myself. So you're going to take all these a la carte items. They've got a price on it. And you're going to begin to group the a la carte items into collections. You're going to need to create collections based off of each of these individually priced a la carte items. Add up all of the items that you want to include in each collection with the total collection price, uh, sorry, with the total price being the value amount, not the final actual price of the collection. So let me, let me try to say that again. It may have been a little confusing. You've got all these different items that are broken out, and you've let's say you've got $500 an hour, $500 an hour for your time. Maybe a, the website is $300. Um, you've got editing on there a la carte for, for $200. you are going to add all these things up into a package, into a collection, and you're going to take the, the number that you have that you priced a la carte, and that's the value of the collection, not the actual collection price. That's the value if they were to do it all a la carte. You want to show them the value of what they're going to receive. But now we're going to put a special price on it. So next, you're going to take a dollar amount off of the collection's value amount that's totaled up there uh, accordingly to be at the final price you would like to make. So it's going to be, it could be a dollar amount. You could be thinking about this in terms of percentages. There's some great percentages that you should be moving towards. But this discount, this kind of special rate, this is offered because we want to reward our clients for choosing our collection rather than a complete customized package. Additionally, this value amount, it's going to help to anchor them. So again, you're going to see when you put together a collection, let's say that the total value of the package is $4,000, but that package is not going to be priced at $4,000. It's going to be priced at $3,000. Okay? And that that disconnect, that, that difference there, it's going to help to anchor the value of that package. I'm going to talk about anchoring here in a second. But when the client sees, hey, this is a $4,000 value priced at $3,000, it's going to help them to, again, it's going to move them towards the price point that you need them to make. It's going to keep things from being completely all a la carte, wishy-washy. You don't know what anyone's going to do. And it's going to anchor your prices. It's a little tricky to convey over a podcast, I get, but hopefully I'm at least uh, opening up some ideas on how you could reconsider your pricing. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. 
Presto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six-figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. So how many collections? How many collections should you have? My, uh, my recommendation is, is three to four collection choices. Here, here's how you're going to do that, and here's why. Your goal is to get clients into your middle tier collection, into your middle. So your middle tier is where you should be priced at, at the, at the uh, exact amount of money you actually want to make per wedding. You want to start with creating a base level collection that is bare bones. Few, very, very, very few people will want it. Your very base collection, your starting one, is going to be stripped down bare bones. Like having this base level collection, this is what's going to allow you to get your foot in the door. It's going to create a desire for the higher collections, and it will allow you to actually serve someone who has a lower budget, who's a very short 
short wedding, shotgun wedding, you know, something a little bit more elopement kind of status. Now, nobody wants to think of themselves as cheap. And psychologically, they're going to want to move up to that middle collection right off the bat without any doing of our own at all. Fun fact, you guys, 84% of Americans consider themselves the middle class. The poor people consistently overestimate their ranking, and then the rich consistently underestimate their economic position. So it, like, lean into that and recognize people want to move towards the middle. We also don't want to be seen as frivolous with our money and, and like extra, and so we resist going to the top. We're going to find ourselves moving towards the middle. And you can help do this with a little nudge, too. You can help your clients make the choice of moving to the middle collection through a few simple techniques. My favorite is to call out the middle collection as the collection that most of your previous couples have purchased. People want to be a part of and do what the rest of the crowd is doing. It's social proof. Plain and simple, make sure that the collection has the products and the services that people want. That middle collection should solve all of their problems. It should have an engagement session, an album, uh, printing rights. It should have 10 to 12 hours on the day. It should be a, it should be exactly what they need, right? And if you make sure that your target middle collection includes those items, it will be your mis- your most popular collection. It just will be. If it includes everything that they need, it will become the most popular collection. So we've got the base middle collection fleshed out. What about the top one? Right? What about that very top tier? So we're going to get to that in a hot second. But first, I want to tell you a quick story. So there was a burger joint that had a problem. They, they offered singles and they offered doubles, a single cheeseburger and a double cheeseburger. However, 90% of the clients would order the singles. They would order the single cheeseburger. Single patty, right? You guys get that. Single patty cheeseburger. And only 10% would order the double patty cheeseburger. How do you sell more double patty cheeseburgers? That's the question. They introduced a third item. In their case, they introduced the triple, the triple patty cheeseburger. Okay, They didn't introduce the triple to sell triple cheeseburgers. They might, and that's cool when they did, but they introduced it to sell more double cheeseburgers. So upon the introduction of the triple, uh, almost nobody purchased it. However, the sales of the double cheeseburger soared. This introduction of the triple cheeseburger, it did two things. First off, it became an anchor for the double and the single cheeseburger. A double cheeseburger doesn't sound that big when it's compared to the triple cheeseburger. And, and just as much as we don't want to be seen as cheap, you guys, we don't want to be seen as extravagant, as overindulgent either. There's an absolutely fascinating study um, represented uh, by Professor Dan, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, O'Reilly, um, that further explains this theory. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes for it. Uh, again, Professor Dan O'Reilly explains this theory in much more detail. And so there's this principle that I mentioned about anchoring, price anchoring. Price anchoring takes advantage of the contrast persuasion principle and occurs when individuals use an initial piece of information to make the subsequent judgments, right? They make an initial, they take the initial piece of information and it changes the judgments that they have for everything that follows after it. So it goes like this. You see the initial information about the triple cheeseburger and you're like, that's more expensive, that's too big. Then suddenly now the next one down is the double and you're like, oh, that's less expensive, that's not as big, that sounds way better, okay? So 
we anchor our collections in three ways. We just uh, brought up the first way, and that's to include a top-tier collection that is it's higher priced than all the others. It's the, the triple cheeseburger of wedding collections, if you will. This collection should have like all the bells and whistles, every possible thing in it, and it should make all the other collections seem completely reasonable. Okay, the second way that we're going to be anchoring is is through the way in which we represent our collections. We want to start with the top collection first. That's the that's the one that we want to show first. When you're thinking about the order of your pricing and your packaging, the top one gets shown first, your highest price point first. It's a little counterintuitive, right? And then you work your way down. This is because the way that people value the initial piece of information to determine uh, our response to the next piece of information it's all based off of that. So the first collection price may be a bit shocking, but when they move down to then your middle package, your ideal collection, that number is going to seem far more reasonable relative to what they just saw. The last way that we're anchoring is I would argue the most important and the least done in this industry. This is where we, we also bank, uh, we, we also anchor based off of that that total a la carte value of each collection. Remember that value number? Uh, so because each collection is built up of individual a la carte items that are all priced and, and, and broken down in the a la carte menu, uh, we have got a number to show that actual value of the a la carte items before the, 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 like the bundled collection uh, special rate has been applied, okay? So to help you understand this, let's just kind of break it down. And let's say that I'm selling fruit, and I would like to sell a fruit basket, okay? I want to sell fruit baskets. So what I've done is I create an a la carte menu of each individual piece of fruit, so let's say that one apple costs a dollar. One banana is $2 in the a la carte menu. One grape is $10. The, like, grapes are super rare in this example, I understand. A single grape costs $10. Okay, so I've got these individual a la carte fruits, right? An apple's a dollar, a banana is $2, and one grape is 10 But now I've grouped these a la carte items into my fruit basket. Let's say it's Ben's fruit basket, Okay. And Ben's fruit basket includes uh, a collection of bananas, apples, and grapes. And when you add up the amount of all that, let's say it's $104 based off of that a la carte menu that I just went over. $104 of, of apples and bananas and grapes that are in my fruit basket. But I'm not going to charge $104. I'm going to put a special rate on it. I'm going to charge $70 for Ben's fruit basket. Okay? Suddenly... That $70 bundle seems reasonable compared to the 104. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ben's, Ben's fruit basket, $70, parentheses, $104 value. Okay. The $70 bundle seems reasonable compared to the 104 anchor price. Now this contrast, uh, persuasion principle is incredibly powerful. And once I implemented this into my business, I saw our average uh, order value go up and our profits exploded, you guys. Bonus tip, when setting up your pricing, 
Um, I highly recommend whole numbers. Luxury goods do not end in cents. They don't end in 99 cents, 25 cents, 50 cents. If you ever go to a high-end restaurant, you're going to notice there's just whole numbers across the board, 7, 10, 20, 35. Often these high numbers, uh, or these high-end restaurants, they don't even have dollar signs. It's just like 44, right? Dollar signs increase the psychological cue of money loss. Sometimes we don't even put the dollar sign on things. And so, um, oh man, there's, sorry, I'm like getting ahead. I'm like, there's so much stuff to unpack when talking about pricing and packaging. So I know a question that you're probably all kind of considering. What about actual numbers? Like how much actually exactly should I be charging Ben? This is a really tricky question. Uh, to answer in a blanket statement podcast. Like there there are a ton of individual factors that go into this question, which is why I love doing one-on-one long-form coaching. If you want to chat with me about one-on-one long-form coaching, email me or DM me on Instagram and let me know. I do a quarterly coaching where I take five photographers and I work with them weekly one-on-one over a period of three months. It's it's, it's incredible. Um, I also have a workshop uh, called Abundance. I'm actually going to be doing it here next week. 20 photographers come out to my house for four days and we get into all this type of stuff. But in a podcast, I can't quite do that. And so um, I do have a tool that will show you, it'll give you a good idea, an estimate on where you should be about for your exact market, okay? And I'm hesitant to put it out there uh, because it's a, it's a pretty powerful tool. Um, but I got to say, you guys have earned it. You've stuck with me. You're, you're on week six of this whole journey. And so this tool allows you to enter your zip code if you're in the United States, and it's going to bring up the exact amount that brides are spending on their weddings. And then it's going to, uh, it's going to break down everything in between photography included, right? So it's going to, it, It'll, it'll tell you, you know, the average bride in this particular zip code spends 44000 on their wedding, and they tend to invest around 5000 in wedding photography. Now, I will offer you um, – it, it's going to offer you uh, the low-end option and then the high-end value. So it'll tell you, like, you know, low-end couples tend to spend this, high-end couples tend to spend this. This can be incredibly telling if you are charging under the low-end. If you go in and you enter your zip code and you see – you know, that like on the lower end of things, couples are spending $2,000 on wedding photography and your pricing is under that, that can be a, an eye opener. That can be a very, uh, very telling for you. Uh, if you discover that you're in that boat, you should at a minimum immediately raise your prices up to match that low end, right? Because there are brides that are paying for it. I even use this to know like what not to charge. I use it to find out um, there, there's a, there's a, they they put something on there called what well experienced professionals are charging right so it'll it'll go to the top end of things what well experienced professional photographers are charging in my area it'll give me that number and i want to make sure that i'm like double that right by this time you should know why i'm like double that go back to my whiskey analogy uh you should that that should give you the 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 uh the answer so you can get that tool uh again it's going to be in the show notes for you uh it's going to be costofwedding.com and it is in the show notes uh for you as well it's such a powerful resource i hope this episode awakened you to some different ideas on on 
pricing your packages, your collections, creating some of these numbers. It's a, it's a, it is a complicated concept to begin to unpack in a podcast. That's a, even a fun statement to begin to un, unpack in a podcast. Um, and so thank you for staying with me on this. If you, if you, again, if you need more help on this, if you want more information, reach out, uh, chat with me about coming out to abundance. Would love to have you, uh, uh, spend time getting into some really great practicals of what these numbers actually look like for your business. Otherwise check out this tool cost of wedding. It's a great resource just to begin. You know, it's not a hard and, and fast thing. It's not like all the facts, but it'll begin to give you an idea of, of where things are at. What, what couples are paying locally if you're really under it and, and you need to kind of elevate things. Uh, thank you again for listening. So next week, let's, let's chat briefly about next week. Next week, we're going to be talking a little bit of SEO, search engine optimization, a few tips and tricks there. But I'm gonna, again, I'm going to try to stay very practical with SEO. I'm not an SEO guru. I'm not going to talk all about like, you know, like H1 tags and, and all kinds of like uh, mumbo jumbo uh, buzzwords. Uh, within the SEO space, but I will talk about some things, some components that you can do to take SEO into your hands, into your control, or at the very least delegate out. But SEO is incredibly, incredibly powerful. I can't wait for next week to unpack some of this stuff. Thank you again for listening, you guys. Week six of the uh, of the seven-week crash course. And again, if you want this in your inbox today, now a written format of this, go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. You can get all seven weeks of the seven-week crash course in seven days in written format in your inbox. Uh, so head over there, get dialed into that, uh, where you can take it in, read it on your own time, have this information, copy, paste it, all that good stuff. And I'll see you on the other end. Bye, everybody. Bye.